0: Hello and good afternoon and welcome to the latest episode of the Cast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 212. Uh, we are recording on a Sunday uh, afternoon for me in the UK. A lovely Sunday afternoon as the sun is shining. I haven't seen that for a good couple of weeks here in the UK. Uh, with me today, I have Joey and Imran. How are we both?
1: Fine, thank you. I'm good, thank
2: you guys.
0: Uh, and for you, Joey, happy, happy Labor Day for tomorrow.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice day to celebrate, uh, you know, towards the end of the summer. So can't wait to enjoy it.
0: Is it a barbecue later?
2: Uh, yeah, for me, it definitely is a barbecue and just relax with some friends and, uh, you know, try not to think of what we're going to speak about.
0: And maybe Roma being bottom of Serie A by the end of the match day. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's very possible, but we know after three match days, they're actually in relegation zone, which I would have never thought of.
0: No, no, do not end the season now. Do not the end the season now. Uh, today, uh, I actually did not botch the intro, as I did with Nima on Tuesday. I apologize. I totally forgot. <laughs> I, did, I froze. Uh, I had a bit of a rough rough Tuesday afternoon, but everything's all right now. Uh, thank you to Nima for coming on on, on Tuesday um, to talk about Sada Asman. I hope you guys Enjoyed the podcast uh, to give us a bit more in depth knowledge uh, about our new Iranian striker who is actually available for Roma during the Asia Cup because there he's not going to be playing for Iran in there for that in that tournament in January as he's fallen would you say out of love and out of favor with the national team but today we're going to talk about the abomination of Roma one. Mean and two. Um, I've got two fired up. Well, let's say there's, there's three fired up Roma fans from two from Europe, one from North America. Um, this is going to be a ranty episode. Uh, an Olivier Giroud, Olivier Giroud penalty, uh, a Raphael Leal sort of wonder goal, Ficaro Tomori getting sent off, and then. Leonardo Spinazzola on right near the end. Um, chaps, let's discuss this. Let's go all guns blazing. Who wants to start off first? <laughs> Joey, shall I start with you and then Imran afterwards?
2: Yeah, uh, certainly one of the worst games I've seen in a long, long time. It's definitely up there with the Derby. Mm. Uh, just Last the worst, season, yeah. The, Yes, there was no ideas going forward, no tactical ideas. I personally think they prepared themselves like this. I don't know if it was a joke, but Cristante said, We're prepared. We know what to do. And they come out playing like this. They were just outnumbered in every area on the pitch. Um, during the, you know, when Milan had the ball, they were just making short, quick passes to each other. And they always had the uh, numerical. Advantages anywhere they went. That I read a like a tactical thread on it. Just Roma had no ideas. I mean, this is this is certainly everybody involved, and I know we'll get to talk about Mourinho. This is on some of the players as well. I I know we we were missing guys, but it was just it was just a really really poor game. First half, second half. Uh, when we got the red card, maybe we thought we could have come back into this. We didn't even change our style of play, and the three-back until I think it was 13, 14 minutes after the red card. So there were just clear ideas lacking going forward. Mistakes, again, at the back. Llorente stepping up. I think O'War didn't know where to press, uh, you know, caused the penalty that Patricio took, which to me it could be. I, I understand both sides of it. When you raise your hands, you got to counterbalance by having your foot up. I, I get that, so it was it was there, but it was kind of soft. And even the second goal, Chelik, who I always defend at least, you know, to contain some of the better players, had a torrid of a game. And just again, nothing from our wing backs. You play a three back formation; your your wing backs have to be successful. Oh, for ten on crosses, uh, which is ridiculous statistic between the um, the wingbacks all of them did not put in one uh, precise cross it's uh, it was just it was just miserable to watch and I think Lukaku's face kind of kind of said it all like he was kind of shocked that some of the ball the service he was getting and he did all right our little bit of a sprite spot he was able to hold up the ball better than what what we've seen from anybody else you know it's played striker for us in the last two seasons but Overall, just a uh, just a horrible, horrible game, and and uh, just we we don't seem to be have any motivation or any tactical ideas to get out of
0: this. Uh, Imran, what your thoughts on on Friday? I I agree with everything Joey says. I'll have my thoughts about it after yourself, Imran, because I know you're going to be off the long run. <laughs>
1: No, I, I agree with uh, everything that's been said. Uh, I think uh, if you if you just want to describe the performance with one word, it would be disgrace. I mean, it's simply put, you can you playing at home against Milan. Of course, they are in form and they're playing very well. But to create uh, absolutely nothing until they get a the man sent off, and even then, you all you do is. Uh, try to cross the ball into the box without any idea so it's the same thing on repeat uh for many months um even you know not been any development if you look at the style of play from the first season until now and um we were struggling uh, and we we are unable to win possession in attractive positions uh, all we do is invite pressure and um, into our uh, own half. So the the last one third of the pitch, that's where we aim to win the ball. If you want to win the ball there, the only way you can punish your opponents, if you have, you know, attacking players, fast, tricky wingers, like Rafa Leao, you don't have that, but you still play like that. And, uh, that's one thing, and the gap between the attack and defense uh, in the midfield is it's free pass. So your opponents know that they will enter your um, uh, their attacking or our defensive area because we allow them to. Uh, so I think for me, this style of play is not compatible with modern football. Uh, I know it might sound very harsh, but uh, I think the results are in front of us. Uh, Apart from being one of the worst performances I've seen from Roma in many years, it keeps getting worse. Uh, There's no sign of improvement. I mean, if you have poor game, like the one against Verona, you should know at least to some extent what to improve. And, there should be some sort of improvement. You should see that this team is tr- this team is trying to do something different. Uh, they've done something. They realize address the issue, or so they're trying to address the issue, but instead it was it was even worse. So uh, it was a disgraceful performance. Uh, it's pointless to single out individuals because it's uh, it's a collective. Uh, collapse, um, complete absence of a well-defined system. Uh, it makes the players look like um, confused individuals. Everything is uh, left for them to improvise, to create something. They try, but um, there are no clear tactical instructions to follow. All in defense. And you can only do so much in defense. Right now, we are not even able to do, to do it in defense because they are not able to, you know, uh, keep it tight behind there. Uh, so for me, it was the, the performance was shocking. And, you know, you, you might think it's early in the season. Yeah, I agree to an extent. I said it even last week. But it was, there's nothing, to me at least, which indicates that it will get better because to be able to get better you should, you should things should be addressed but they've never been addressed so yeah it's a disgraceful disgraceful performance one of the worst performances i've seen in a very long time
0: it was up there with the derby performance the 1-0 before the winter break before the world cup i think that was that was piss poor and i thought friday up until the red card, it was piss poor. Uh, it was men against boys. There was there was no pressure at all when Milan had the ball. They were just passing it around with ease, and they cut through Roma's back three, back five, and the midfield was so lopsided it was unbelievable. Paredes and Cristante cannot play with each other on the pitch, and it's it's it was. It hurt my eyes. Cristante further forward is it made my eyes bleed. He's he's not athletic emu- uh, enough. He get he dawdles on the ball. Um, he loses possession. He's better when he's deeper, but where he plays deeper. But it's for the life of me, I it was it was hard to watch when when um, Milan had. Fikayo Tamori got sent off. That is where you should make the changes. That's where you should bring on Lukaku. That's when you should bring on Spinazzola. That's why you add a bit more energy into the midfield. Maybe change formation, go to a four-three-three, which I would be screaming at to play for this for the rest of the season, because you can't play three-five-two with these players, especially with these wing backs. Evan and Dika should be one of the first players on the team sheet. It is it is shocking that he is not even getting anywhere near the first team. It's it was poor, poor setup. Um it could have been a lot worse. The defending for the second goal was just a joke. Chelik should have been a bit stronger, but he got torn to shreds by Rafa Liao. When Rafa Liao had that smile on his face, you thought, oh shit, we are in trouble here. But who is to blame? Who is going to be to blame? It has to be the players, and it has to be on the coach. If this was a different coach, if this was Paolo Fonseca, he would have bobbed, he would have been absolutely slated on social media. It would have been slated in the Saturday morning presses in in Italy and in Rome. Sorry, in in Rome, sorry, and in Italy. Uh, if it was Rudy Garcia, the now Napoli coach, he would have been slated as well on podcasts on what we're doing now but it's Mourinho. Does he get a free pass or something? Because I know it's something that you two want to talk about. Is it because he has this aura? He has the the aura of what he's done in the past. He is to blame also. Um, We are in the infamous third season where it is a dumpster truck fire, uh, fire if something goes horrifically wrong. I think we are a few steps away from this after this such a poor start to the season. After the players that brought in after the transfer window we had where there, there was success on what we brought in or with the amount of money we've brought in, uh, we spent on players, but the performances so far have been absolutely diabolical.
2: Yeah. And Scott, before we get, I guess the elephant of the room with the coach, um, I just wanted to mention about the, the players you mentioned to switch to a four three three, and uh, I'll get into a little bit of a tactical debate. Mm-hmm. I think, Pinto ended up uh, buying on the market. I mean, I know we won't discuss what we purchased and everything, but mm. we try to build ourselves for the three-five-two. We got rid of any sort of natural wingers besides Al Shurari. So if we were to run the four-three-three, this 3 this is the issue. We don't really have um, the flexibility of running many wide players because we don't have them. Unless you look at changing Zaleski's spot and then we're losing depth in fullback position, um, unless you decide to put Dybala out wide.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You could play a front three of Dybala, Lukaku, and Al-Shawari.
2: Yeah, exactly. Maybe one of them spread out wide. Because Dybala, he, one of his struggles with Juventus has always been is if he had to play out wide, that's where he struggled. If he had to play more touchline football, that's where he struggled. So if you run a four three three, unless you're running them more as... Um, I, I know I'm nitpicking a little bit here, but unless you're running more... Of like them as inside fours, like mm-hmm. a four three two one, yeah. a very very narrow formation. And this is something I've stressed: when you run anything that's very that looks like a very narrow formation, you still need to involve the fullbacks, which has been one of our biggest issues uh, in the first three games. You need to to get them involved for overlaps for creating width. So we kind of built ourselves for the three five two, but we want to get away from it because we can't. We can't play any offensive football. Like, actually, Solbakin might have been perfect for a 4 3 3 or a 4 2 3 1 playing as some of the wider players. But now we seem to have built ourselves on a three back, and it's obviously not working. So there's going to be a lot, a lot of reflection on what to do. And now getting to the coach itself, yeah, it just we're going on to uh we're going on to t- t- year 3 where there's been no improvement in the league. We've improved the roster, but we can't seem to improve in the league. I understand we're we've always been going all in for Europa League uh or even the Conference League before that to win the cup and he's been a good cup coach just as a league he just has not improved uh the side. He has the worst win percentage in the last 10 years in Roma. This is worse than Di Francesco. This is worse than Fonseca. Uh, this is worse than a lot of coaches that we've had. The only one that's been worse was uh, Zemin. Zemin had a 43% while um, uh, Mourinho is having a 45% win percentage. So he's worse than Fonseca, Ranieri, Di Francesco, Spalletti, Garcia, and even Andrea So... This style of football has not improved our league play. I know some of the players haven't been there, but we've had certainly worse rosters than this. And winning one of your last 11 games now Mm. in the league. So, And we won off a penalty. Remember, it's been a lot of winning off penalties, free kicks, um, um, corner kicks. It's a lot of winning games that way, and we just... You cannot continue doing it this way. It's just, it's not going to work. Again, we won one game out of our last 11 on a penalty kick to Spezia. And we couldn't just score 3 4, pass them to a regulation side and, you know, made it just an easy game for us. We couldn't have done that. No, it's our last, maybe bigger win was against Udinese before that. That's your talking April. So besides Spezia, your last Serie A win is in April. That's, again, 1 in 11. It's just, not good enough, and we don't want to seem to bring the play to the other team. We're getting more technical players, but we're not like Imran said. We're not playing possession football. We're trying to play counterattack with a. Or we're trying to counterattack with a slow team, and I've said this time and time again. Our team is way too slow. That might not be on Mourinho. That might be on you know. That might be on Pinto or whatever the case is. Just we have unathletic players. Paredes is not quick. Cristante is not quick. I get they're the deep lying playmakers. They, they're supposed to sit back. That's why they can't play together. Bove is okay, but physically he's not some you know he's not a monster. Um, Renato Sanchez is the only one that seems explosive. Awar is technical, but he's not quick. Lukaku's quick, Di Balado is not quick. As Moon, I don't think has you know like extremely uh, rare pace, neither does Balotti, and we're trying to counterattack with some of these guys uh Selick is very slow. Christensen doesn't look anywhere in form. Even our defense, we play a high line, they're not fast to recover. We play a low block, we invite pressure. So we don't seem to be able to get it right and and of course Mourinho is not helping us to play some some other style that would, you know, suit our players better.
0: Wasn't it Zeman got sacked early on in that was it 2012 or
1: 2013? Go, yeah, he got sacked in 2013, February. 13, yeah. 2013, after the yeah. Cagliari game. Oh, the, the yeah, that infamous. The Horror
0: Show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and you were talking about that on social media uh, 10 years ago. Oh, my God. It's it's a mess. I completely agree. Like, I was watching the game like on, Saturday, on Friday just in shock because... Milan look, it look explosive. They've got such a powerful midfield now, and what they were doing with Calabria was interesting. They were playing him as an inverted fullback for him to be in midfield, and Kroonich to go into centre half. But that midfield was like Ruben Loftus Cheek cost eighteen million, and he bossed the game until. He got substituted and the red card, no one could lay a glove on him, um
2: even Reinders looked good, Scott, yeah he yes, good. Uh, he did. I he think yeah uh,
1: I think you said something uh, both of you you know said it perfectly, but Scott, when he said that it looked so easy for Milan mm, um, it did, and I think and I think that's been. You know, a red thread, if you might say, uh, throughout uh, our you know season so far. But we make it too easy for our oppo- opponent. It looks so easy for them uh, to just, you know, stroll through our midfield, counter-attack, you know, one body feint player gone goal and the other thing is <laughs> like uh, uh, I agree with Joey when he says that this um, I, I, I'm, I'm not know you' are saying that uh, the the management should be held, be held responsible for the way the team is constructed. I think that's also the only partially true because this squad has been constructed according to how I mean the instructions given to the board by the manager. I mean Morini has said I'm going to play like this. And then they have identified players, uh, you know, who fit this type of formation. I wouldn't say style of play because I, I can't see a style of play. But uh, that's why we got rid of Jengis Under. He had absolutely no space in, you know, uh, in this formation or other reasons as well. But uh, Carles Perez. Clyde. Uh, uh to some extent is Zaniolo, but that was you know you had other issues there. So right now we don't have you know like well defined typically you know wingers. We don't have them anymore because there's no space for them in this uh, in this uh, formation. If you then want to go on and play four two three one four three three, it's going to be a disaster. Just like for the reasons you guys mentioned, because we don't this this squad has been constructed to play a completely different football. So. I think the only the only way we can change formation is um against like uh like Joey said, you know, the famous Christmas tree formation mm. by Ancelotti. That that's that's the only way you can play. But I, I also I was also come, you know, to the rescue of some other players that uh were criticized uh, Paredes and Cristante. I think these two players would be very good in a system which is well defined. With uh, clear tactical instructions on how to move, what their job is, what's expected for them, who should uh, try to win possession up in the pitch, who should cover, how to you know move around the pitch. If you do that with these two players, I think they can play together. That's my personal uh, opinion. Uh, but if you if you if you know we speak about. Uh, Mourinho having the worst uh, win percentage in the last 10 years I mean Zema was sacked over 10 years ago so he by definition he is the worst manager statistically speaking in the last 10 years you know there will come some people to his rescue oh but you know what did you win in Europe before oh we didn't win anything we won you know the third tyre European competition thanks to Mourinho we are grateful for that good memories But we have to remember, I think any coach would have won that uh, if they would have taken that competition as seriously. Because if you look at the opponents, you know, uh, nothing extraordinary with them. You have to go back to, I mean, if you look at uh, the last 20 years, I mean, from 2004, 2005, only two other coaches have done worse statistically than uh, Mourinho is doing now is Gigi Neri, and the other one is Luis Enrique. Of, of course, the third one is Zeman, but we mentioned him already. I mean, you have, you know, everyone else, Spalletti did better, you know, Ranieri, Rudy Garcia, Di Francesco, Fonseca, you know, etc., etc. And this was meant to be a big investment for the club to achieve quick results, you know this is the by far the biggest investment the club has made on if you look at uh, non players ever in its history i think the he earns more than double the salary the second best uh, second highest uh, paid coach has had in the history of this club then of course it's natural that you should be able to expect something in return for this heavy investment so far it's in, I mean, two seasons completed, two finals, one, one, but in the league, in the league, we've been disastrous. I mean, we, we're simply not being good enough. And the play has been under, you know, heavy criticism for all the right reasons. And now, you know, even the media in Rome now is, try, you know, starting to ask questions. They You know, they're turning to, you know, asking serious questions about Mourinho. Like, for how long can you go on like this? Because now with Lukaku, I mean, after this transfer market this summer, there are no alibis anymore. I mean, you've got Lukaku. You, got, you have a... Very good score now you shouldn't be you know for the score that you have you shouldn 't be playing football like this it 's very simple. you should be able to expect much more you know better quality in the way we play um, you know a, a style of play that sh- the players can identify with or you can you can recognize the score by We cannot do this right now, and now there are coming even reports that uh, And that there was a confrontation after the match yesterday uh, between, you know, Mourinho was very pissed with the players. He went after them. And uh, uh, this time the players, some of the players confronted him back, uh, you know, citing lack of, uh, you know, tactical, uh, for tactical reasons, they wanted, you know, better tactical preparation. And, So I think if this keeps going on like this, I think we will be in trouble. He will lose the dressing room sooner or later because it's unsustainable the way it's going on right now.
2: And to add to that, Imran, um, if this goes on, because look, uh, this was mentioned by Biafra of Il Il Tempo, and I think he's one of the most credible journalists in Rome. He said the Freakin's objective is top four. I don't know... I know they don't speak much, but I don't think they'll they'll let this stand because this will kind of look bad in their image if we're expected to make top four and right now we're in relegation zone. So I I think something if nothing changes something will be done sooner rather than later because this this you're right this cannot go on. Um, I come into big matches as a fan. I come into big matches. I'm talking about Inter Milan, Juventus. Um, I'll even include Atalanta because they've been good in recent years. Uh, Napoli, even the Derby. I come in as the underdog, expecting to lose. That's how I feel. Like okay, we're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to defend, defend, and hopefully you can get a goal because that's how it's been and just been lackluster performances. We cannot, we cannot beat a big team consistently, and it's been like that for for a while. Uh, Juventus and Inter were the only ones last year, if I can recall the big teams we beat and Inter, you know, we caught Inter on a horrifically poor poor form at the beginning of the season and Juventus, uh they just ran through a bunch of trouble with the board, the management and obviously the the scandals of the Plus Valenza. So but on than that we just we couldn't beat Napoli at all. We couldn't even draw them. We could not beat Lazio. We can't even beat Atalanta. Uh just some some performances like this have just been miserable and I'm glad if it's true, I'm glad some of the players confront them because we need a, a clear uh we need a clear idea going forward.
0: Um it was it that had to be done, I reckon. Because I reckon if it didn't, I think we could be sleepwalking to a, a poor season, would you say, in like two thousand four, two thousand five?
1: Yeah, but well, I think uh, compared to 2004, 2005, we we have a much better score. Oh yeah, so, of
0: course, yes. I
1: think if we if we make the right appointment, um, if Mourinho leaves, I think we should be able to ba- bounce back relatively quickly because I, I think I know a lot of Mourinho fans have blamed the score, But I think the squad is more than good enough to play mm. much better football, perform much better uh, in terms of position in the position in the league. Uh, I think there are no excuses. Like I said, with Lukaku, there are no alibis. He, we are in every, you know, we are in our right position to be able to claim better performances, considering what the club has me, made in, you know, investments. If you look at tra- transfer fees, that could be misleading because you have to look at a squad. We have, ha- ha- we've got a lot of players you know, on loan. We have cheap transfer, you know, net transfer spend or the Amount of money you spend on transfer doesn't necessarily correlate with the quality you get. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at the squad, the players you have. I think right now we have, uh, uh, you know, the best squad we've had in many many years. Uh, so I'm very happy with the squad right now. We just need to, we just need to play better. And I think I see no reason why sh- we shouldn't be. In the position to be able to do that
2: Right, someone like Lukaku's Transfer, Scott, before you, you go on mm. It's uh, He costed Around 15-16 million euros For one one season like it's Wages just alone.
0: Well. That's yeah, wages, wages. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: 16 million yeah. A year It's an expensive transfer mm. And we have And maybe I sound a little biased But I think we have one of the best Striking partnership in the league um, I I take our partnership, not the style of play, but I, I'll take our, our Lukaku Dybala over many, many uh, attackers uh, in Serie A. And I'm even talking some of the, the bigger teams. There's no reason why we can't be up there in the amount of goals we scored. And I don't think we'll be up there at the end of the season just because of the way we play. I'd rather have our attack than Lazio. If you tell me Immobile is or Felipe Anderson, I'm just giving an example. Or Dybalo Lukaku, I'd rather have Dibalo Lukaku any day of the week. It just, but we won't yeah. finish. We won't finish I in front of them in, in the way we, and because of the way we play, you know, the offensive football we bring, we won't finish in front of them, one hundred percent.
1: I think it's that's a very good point because it's mm-hmm. you know when you think about it, it's a bit surreal that we have. Lukaku and Dybala uh, I mean j- just think about it these are you know world class players both of them on their day they they could play for any team in the world and we have them in Roma but still we are unable to you know okay Dybala was uh, injured in play but in the last game uh, it's not good enough instead we have the worst league start uh, since 95
2: 96 yeah, exactly. The only thing I'll say is Dybala, Di- obviously he's he's here because uh, I think partly why he chose Roma too. He wanted to rediscover himself and he gets injured quite often so we don't see him as much. So I, I get that kind of knockoff, but I feel even if we had him fully healthy, we would still uh, we would still kind of play this way. So we, we still might struggle to score in games where we shouldn't. And the only thing I'll, I'll take away that I'm not defending Mourinho in any way the only thing I can understand which is why I'm I'm going to try to be a little more patient about this is we got a lot of these players very late and we had a terrible preseason given the Asian Cup was uh, canceled uh, for for Italy for Rome to go to South Korea because they weren't being paid so they they had to re- basically reinvent everything what they had to do with the preseason they had to refigure out of where they're going to play, who they're going to play—that that certainly did not help. Getting Lukaku, Sanchez, Paredes at the end of the window as well—that does not help. So it, there's a bit to blame on it, and we still have holes. I'm telling you, our wing backs are still ha- are not great.
1: Goalkeeper, that that's
2: one of the holes. Goal uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeper you know, as well, with uh,
1: You know, my my issue with the wing backs is that I think the same wing backs under the Spalletti will be playing, you know. They will be playing very good. I think they will be on a different, completely different level. Look at the wing backs of Napoli. I don't think they are particularly impressive. If you well, look Lorenzo
2: at, Lorenzo is to me is one of the best right backs in the league. But they, yeah. they run a different system, I guess. So
1: they do, but they play with Mario Rui on the left. You know, I don't think it's any for me. It hasn't been any special. But I think the same players, if you give them a proper system, they will be playing much better. I don't think it's it has to do with. The, that much with individual uh, quality. I think it's they are underperforming because of a complete lack of system.
2: And
0: that's okay, what, that's fair. And that's where the points tally of the last 11 games come into question. Eight from 33. And that's with... Um, from... Atalanta onwards. That's one win in 11 games. And is it two wins in 15 in all competitions with the new sponsorship? I remember you saying, Joey, last week.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just SPQR is just, <laughs> to add even more misery for it's us, just, SPQR is just bad. It's just bad luck. It just I know it looks nice on the jersey. Don't get me wrong. SPQR resembles what Rome is. <clears throat> it's obviously uh, like we always do it when we don't have a sponsor, which we're still looking for, by the way. But yeah it's just it's not it's just bad luck for us, like we just don't win with that on our jersey uh, I don't know, so that that's one thing I would definitely change right away is just take that off like uh maybe I'm a little superstitious, but uh yeah, but just going back to it we we cannot continue to play this way i I just as a fan. I want to stop going into especially big matches. I want to stop trying to shithouse it. And I want to actually, I want to play somewhat like Milan did. Maybe not the same, you know, tactics because we have a different, obviously we have different players, but I want to bring the game to an opponent. Uh, you know, it's it's enough of always winning by free kicks, penalties, uh, dead uh, dead ball situations. Like, let's just, you know, try to, put players in good areas let's hope the players can respond well as well so you know it's not it's not one way or the other the whole team regard the whole team and the coach uh, there's just just got something's got to change that's that's how I leave it just really something's got to change with this team
0: has the international break come over a, a really good time
1: yes but we this, think that it, every year but enough, know. nothing happens after i know we said that about the world
0: cup last year and for Two and a half months, three months. We did play really well in Serie, a. and I think I jokingly said to either you, Joey, or either you, Imran, that final game is where pretty much the season ended, wasn't it? Because
2: oh yeah, that was like, everything that was, a was
0: point. yeah because everything was thrown into the Europa League. I've got Roma's next four Serie A fixtures, and in all honesty. Roma should be getting ten to twelve points. Empoli at home on the seventeenth, Torino away on the twenty fourth, Genoa away on the twenty seventh, and Frosinone on on the first. That is sandwiched in between Sheriff away in the Europa League and Servet at home in the Europa League. That is winnable games. It
1: yes, should it be.
0: Is. It, it should be. <laughs> It's it's hands down. That's four games before the the absolute cluster of horrific games in October and November. Where yeah, I, I won't. We've talked about it previously, but those are winnable games. I even thought the first two games of the season were winnable. And look where we find ourselves now.
2: Yeah, they are winnable, Scott. And now you have uh, no margin for error because because of what happened the first three games. Look, if you won versus um, the first two games versus Salernitana and Verona, and you lost against Milan, okay, whatever it is, what it is, and maybe you can have a slip up because Torino away is always very tough. But now you you can't. You have to win all four of those games. There's no, there's no al- there's nothing. There's no alibis. There's no room for error. I, they'll be heavily criticized either the players or Mourinho or both if they do not win those four games. And uh, even if the Europa League is sandwiched into it, we're, we're not going to talk about it. But everyone knows mm. Roma have one of the easiest groups, so you should win every single one of those games until it comes to October, where you have that uh, that really difficult run run of games.
0: I will say this before we may wrap up soon: that we are going to do a pod about the transfer window with the, the Europa League and the European games, but. That Europa League group is a hand-me-down. If Roma don't win six out of six, that will be disappointing. Or don't top the group. I I expect Roma to go through. Like me and Imran have done podcasts before. These are the teams that you should be beating and conquering and laying down a marker in the league and in Europe to say, hey, people need to be talking about us. But people are talking about this club in the wrong way now.
2: Yes, they do. And we should take it very seriously. You know what, Scott? The Europa League and all Italian teams should be taking the European competition very seriously. We should go for as many wins as possible. I've stressed this a few times on social media that the format of the Champions League next year changes. Um, They're adding four more teams. So if you end up top two in the club coefficient at the end of the year uh, that represents your country, your country gets a fifth spot into the Champions League. So you actually get the first five go, not even the first four. So if that's your objective, you're going to want to do as well as possible to gain that extra spot. Italy were second last year due to how well they did in Europe. With the three finalists and how far most teams went, they they actually were second to only England. So you'll get a fifth spot if you end top two. And if Italy and Roma really want that, well, they need to win all those games as well as the other Italian teams. So it should give them extra motivation to want to do well. And I see no excuses for them not winning at least five of the six. They, mm. they should and just cruise control that entire group.
0: We will go into a bit more de- in, in depth and detail in our next pod. Um, before we go any more, any more rants, I think we're pretty much at the end of the podcast. Do any of you two add anything more else to add?
1: No, I think it's good for my but No, it's good
2: you, for me as well.
0: Yeah, I think we've done enough and it's, I think if it continues to be like this, enough is enough and it's time for a change to quote a former WWF wrestler who's sadly no longer with us in Heart, but it something needs to change on the pitch. Whoever knows, it could have to be changed off the pitch. No need to rush into things, but it is what it is. Um, guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website, and you can find us on all podcast platforms, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc., etc. Jerry, Imran, thank you so much for taking your time out on your Sundays to talk about AS Roma. You probably found it a bit cathartic and in the therapist chair, but it's... It's... It's what I would have wanted to talk about on this Sunday. I think uh, we we went we talked about something that has been getting at us, and it had to be said.
2: Yeah, certainly, it's uh, it's something like we need to talk about because, like I said, it's stuff that needs to change, and we need to, you know, we're all on the same page with it, and it's it's something we hope will just change in the future.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's probably enough for all three of us. Three pissed off Roma fans looking forward to the international break. Uh, we'll be with, uh, there'll be another episode at some point next week, and then uh, we'll be back after because Roma have got Empoli. And if they manage to pick up a result tonight, Roma <laughs> could be bottom of Serie A after match day three. Ciao.
2: Ciao. Ciao.